Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 133. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and a really warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. It might sound a little bit different because I'm actually recording from a hotel room in the very beautiful Cotswolds, which is in the middle of England. Paul and I decided that we needed a couple of days away just to have a bit of a break. So I have this really awkward setup because I've got to do an interview in a minute and I am still not caught up on doing the podcast. So hence why I am recording this from a hotel room. So if it sounds a little bit different, I apologize. I have got this really awkward setup where I'm trying to make it work. So hopefully it's not too bad. Now, it's kind of ironic that today I am sat in a hotel room recording this because of the fact that the episode that I wanted to talk about today is all around planning, productivity, your routines, getting work done, getting back into a routine. Because especially if you're in the UK, in a matter of a week or so's time, our children are going to be back at school and we are hopefully going to be returning to a level of normality. So it's kind of odd that I'm doing this episode about getting back into a routine and I am so not in my routine at the moment. But before I do, I want to mention again, I mentioned it last week, I'm going to mention it again this week, that the waitlist is open for the 90-day program. It's going to start in September and I am looking for very motivated and driven entrepreneurs who really want to take their business to the next level, who are ready to get the work done. They might have bought the courses, they might have been part of some memberships, 
but actually the one thing that they were missing was the accountability. And I really want you to encourage you to have a think about, is that what you're missing? Is that what you need in your business? Is it a case of you know what to do? Because I always did. You know, I work in marketing and I had helped lots of business owners set up online businesses and do launches and create memberships. And yet it took ages for me to do my own because it wasn't just down to the fact of knowing what I had to do. It was actually getting the accountability and the confidence in getting over the fear. And I bet there's many of you sat there listening to this right now in exactly the same position. And I want you to go enough is enough and draw the line and take that jump and that risk and financial step to actually get this done once and for all, to get your confidence, to get over the fear, to get the direct kind of guidance and support that you need in order to get your thing done and moving forward. So I want to urge you, if you are one of those entrepreneurs, if you want to work with other amazing entrepreneurs who go through that 90 day program, who are inspirations themselves, then I want you to go check that out. And I want you to get on the wait list. So go to TeresaEthwearing.com forward slash 90 day. Okay, let's talk about this episode So like I said, what's inspired me to do this episode is that I have been so out of my routine, I can't tell you. And like I said, I'm sat in a hotel recording this. I am obviously still not back into my routine. And obviously I've had lots of reasons why that's the case. I obviously had all my personal stuff that went on with my mum and then I was in hospital and then we've come away and, and all of these things happened. I didn't have a choice about them, but it just meant that my normal routine that I use for the business and how I plan and how I make sure I'm productive, they weren't happening because I was heading off to my dad's every other day, which I still am pretty much at the moment. But, you know, I was basically finding myself having to do various other different things that I wouldn't ordinarily be doing. And therefore, my plan and my routine and everything went out the window. And in all honesty, it did me no good at all. It really does help me having a routine, a structure, a plan. Now, I'm not going to say this is for everybody because it might not be for you. You might work brilliantly, absolutely winging it and flying by the seat of your pants. And that is cool. And I'm sure there was a point in which I did that. However, right now, this is where I need to be. I need to have a plan, a structure, a routine that ensures I am as productive as I can possibly be and get work done and make sure that I can run the business efficiently. So that's what I'm going to talk you through today. I'm going to explain to you a few tips and tricks and strategies that I use and run you through my routine as well. So hopefully this is going to be a good one for when those children get back to school and we need to get back into our routine of being business owners. So let me start by saying that Lots of this information I'm going to give you today has come from various different sources, but one of the big sources it's come from is Michael Hyatt and the Michael Hyatt Company. So as you well know, and I will link to it in the show notes, I use Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner, which really helps to keep me focused. And I use lots of his tools and techniques that he talks about. But I've also got lots of other tools and techniques that I've got from books like The 5am Club, which is amazing if you've not read it or um, Miracle Morning and that sort of thing. Now, let me just quickly say, this isn't about getting up at 5am and starting your day. 
I used to be really good at this and my aim is to get back to it, but that doesn't have to be the case. It's not a case of what time you get up and start your day. It's a case of how you start your day, whether that be 5am or whether it be 10am, whatever works for you. And I think actually that's a really key point here that I have been sort of playing and experimenting and using different tools for a long, long time. And they didn't always work for me. And some of them still don't work for me. And some of them didn't work for me. But for whatever reason now, my head's different or I'm different or it's finally clicked into place. They are working for me. So what I want you to use this episode for is almost like a bit of a, okay, well, I've not tried that. I could try it. Or I did try that. It didn't work before, but maybe I should try it again. Or that's a terrible idea. It never worked for me. And I'm just going to leave that idea. So I really want you to kind of take what you need from this But really, it's about taking the overall theme of having some kind of routine and structure to your day and your business really does help you in terms of being more productive. So let me explain to you the first thing I do. It's not so much on the day. It's actually at the beginning of the week. So part of the Full Focus Planner, there is a weekly preview. So every single Sunday normally or Saturday, I do the weekly preview for the upcoming week. So let me explain to you what I do in that and how that helps me get ready for the week. One of the first things I do is I review the week before. Now, sometimes, like especially these last few weeks, you should see what I've written in my planner. Like basically this week was an absolute something show and I've done no work. And and that's fine because it just means I stopped and looked at that and gone, okay, that was a terrible week for whatever reason. And actually that didn't work. And therefore it's got to change this week. But it enables you to review, okay, what went well, what didn't go well, what sort of goals or what targets did I have that I wanted to achieve last week that I didn't get round to doing. I can tell you now for nothing that there is a to-do item on my weekly preview every week and has been probably for the last six, eight weeks and I still haven't done it. Maybe this is the week to do it. It's Tuesday today, although I am away for a couple of days and then I got a busy Thursday. So actually I'm just going to rule that out. It's not going to get done this week. It's probably going to be next week, she says, famous last words. But the truth is I haven't forgotten about it. I know it's there because I write it on my weekly preview every week and go, oh damn, I still haven't done that. So it's not about beating yourself up. It's not about being like really judgy about, oh, you've got no work done. It's about kind of going, what did I achieve? And was that good? Or could I have improved it? Also, it's about being really honest with yourself. So granted, I've had some really good excuses as to why I've not done much work over these last few weeks. However, some weeks I will get to the end of that week where I've had a very or should have had a very productive week because I've been sat in the office all week. And actually, I've done nothing. So then I have to be really honest with myself and go, what have I been doing all week? And why haven't I achieved that two or three things that I really, really needed to achieve? So that's the first thing. We review the week. Bear me a second. I'm literally just getting my planner and just uh, checking what else is on this list. Because I have a terrible memory. So what else have we got? What worked? What didn't? What do you want to start, improve or stop? So it might be that you are spending too long doing something in your business that you don't have to do. So is that a case of you can stop that? Then what you do is you go back and because I'm writing to-do lists most days or notes or whatever, I go back to the entire week and I review what was left on that to-do list that I didn't do. So I then rewrite those down. Actually, I didn't get around to that thing or I should have sent that email to that person. 
So I review those things and I pull out what sort of actions I need to do. There's also a space for personal in the planner, which, and like I said, this isn't a, a sales episode trying to get you to buy the planner, not at all. You can do this in a notebook. Now I do love the planner and I will put a link to it, but I'm not saying this from a buy the planner and following it. I'm saying it from a, these are some of the things that I do that really help me. And if you do that in a notebook on your laptop on scrappy bit of paper, then that's absolutely fine. So then they've got the personal bit. So sometimes I'll write in there if I've not been getting to bed early enough, always the case. If I was meant to make an appointment for something or booking a massage or whatever it might be, but some personal aspects, like I've got some clothes that I need to return that I haven't got around to doing and and almost like your personal to-do list. So they've got that space in there as well. Then the next thing I do is I plan my week. So I literally go into my electronic diary, which obviously I use all the time, and I rewrite, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but there's something about the process of writing it back down that really helps you understand what your week looks like. So then I write it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what is happening on those days? And whether it's personal or whether it's, you know, business-wise, whether it's appointments, whatever it is, what have I got going on those days? And I just put them as an overview. So Monday, I've got three calls or Tuesday, I've got to go and get my nails done or whatever it is. And I put them down so I review the week so I can see, okay, have I got any days where it's completely free and I can focus? Or have I got days where literally I am absolutely back to back all day? I also write things like if we're going out for dinner, if I've got to take my daughter somewhere, And this is what I quite like about it. This isn't just a work thing. For me, this helps plan my whole life as well. And then I pick my big three. So I think about the week. And normally, once I've written down what's happening in the coming week, I can have a much clearer idea about my big three. So for instance, this week, okay, let me just explain to you where where I am in my plan. So it's Tuesday. I'm recording the podcast the week before you get it. So it was last Tuesday if you're listening to it on the Monday. So Monday nothing. I had to do the Monday email for my members, which I did. Otherwise, we drove up to the Cotswolds, we had lunch out, we sat in a pub in the afternoon and then had dinner out. So that was as much as I achieved. And that was fine because I know that that's what I was doing. Today, same thing. I've got a podcast interview at one and then the rest of the afternoon, I'm not going to do anything. Tomorrow, I've got to do the Wednesday email. So that's all that's there. And then Thursday, I'm back in the office and I've got a full day of calls. And then Friday, we go down to London. Uh, We're going to actually go to a social distance gig. I'm very excited about it. So therefore, Friday is pretty much out as well. So when I see my week like that and I think about what big three things do I need to get done, I'm not going to sit there and go, I know, I'll write a course. Because do you know what? There is no chance of that happening. Because I've just said to you that actually this week is a bit of an odd one because we're taking a bit of time off. But there's no way I'm going to do that because there's no time for it. So my three big three things that I need to achieve this week are calls. So the calls that are booked in, do them. You know, that's an easy one to achieve, but it's an important one. A podcast interview, that's what I'm doing today. I need to make sure I do that today. And then I need to do a presentation for an event I'm speaking at, a virtual event, which I will do maybe in the car on the way back Wednesday or I might do Thursday and I'll record it Thursday. So it makes me be really realistic about what I can expect to get done in that week. Because if I hadn't planned my week out, I might have thought, right, this week I want to record six episodes of the podcast or I want to rewrite a thing for a course. or And 
in reality, there's no way I was going to get that done. And granted, I'm not away every week, so therefore, you know, this isn't normally an issue. But but it's the fact of having the the kind of foresight of, do you know what? Whether I want to or not, I just don't have the time. By the time I've looked at my week as a whole, there aren't many gaps where I can get stuff done. So that really helps in terms of being realistic. And this will come down to the same when I talk about my day, that sometimes we, well, not sometimes, very often we seriously overestimate what we can achieve in a day. And what happens is you get to the end of the day and you beat yourself up and think, oh, I can't believe that, you know, I didn't get all that stuff done. When actually, if you look at the beginning of the day and think, well, where are my gaps and how much actual time have I got? Then you'd realize it's ludicrous to think you could get all that done. Okay. So then um, in the planner, which I tend to not be very good at doing, is he gets you to have a look at like your sleep and and let me see what other there are. Sleep, eat, move, connect and relax. Obviously, they're personal things. I'm not very good at them. If they were work things, I'd fill them in every week. Let's be honest. OK, so then let's talk about the day. So that's what I do to review my week so I can see where I've got gaps or how likely it is to get stuff done or whatever. So when it comes to each individual day, I have a morning routine, a morning ritual, and then a shutdown routine. I'm meant to have a bedtime routine, but I'm rubbish at it. So let me explain to you what my morning routine. Now, I have done an episode about my morning routine, um, so I'll go into it deeper and I'll um, link to that in the show notes. But again, this isn't about trying to be like, you need this miracle morning or you need... I didn't put my uh, my thing on silent. Sorry, it's just made a noise. Um, I told you it's like when you're out and about, you're not doing the same things. My computer on silent. There we go. I've shushed it up now. So, yeah. So when you're doing your morning thing, it's not about doing it at 5 a.m. It's not about, right, you've got to get up at the crack of dawn. If you want to, great. It's more about just setting your day up. So my morning routine includes meditation. As soon as I wake up, normally I fall half asleep again as I'm doing it, but I like to do a meditation. And normally I like to do like a visualization meditation. It's always a guided meditation. I am not very good at just sitting there and thinking I would just fall asleep or my mind would wander to the million of different things I've got to do. So I tend to use a guided meditation. I'm going to link up to Mary Hyatt's YouTube account. She's got loads of great meditations on there. So I might do one of them. There's lots of other ones that I've bought or downloaded or whatever. So I start with the meditation which, like I said, is normally visualization about, you know, what do I want to achieve today or how do I want today to go? Because if you're planning in your head, like today's going to be brilliant and productive and wonderful, and then hopefully it's going to go like that. The next thing I do is I do my journal. And so in my journal, I write down the date. I write down four things that I'm grateful for. And sometimes they're teeny, sometimes they're massive. I then write my goals and I have 15 goals currently and they include things like writing a New York bestseller. Like these aren't goals I'm going to achieve next week. These are these are big dreamy goals. We live in the USA. I pay Paul's salary. Like these are big, big dreamy goals that are coming, but we don't have them on a plan for the rest of the year. So I always write them down and I envisage them as I'm doing it. And then I journal. Now, I never got journaling. Years and years ago, a good friend of mine said, you need to journal. This is what it is. This is how you do it. And I didn't get it at all. Now, I love it. I journal out so much. And I'm positive I talk about that in more detail on the episode where I talk about my morning routine. So do go listen to that one. But journaling really helps me think about where my head is, how I feel, if I've got a problem. Again, I've talked about it before where, you know, I might be angry about something or fallen out with 
you know, my stepdaughter or something. And, and I can then take my journal and write in it. And Mary always talks about, you know, what if you come from love? And then if I come from love, then I have a different opinion, different thought. And just writing out really, really helps me. So I really like journaling and I try and do that every morning. Like I said, I am not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And I've been really off my game in these last few weeks. But when I get back into it, it really helps just clear my mind. So between the meditation, the journaling, the gratefulness, it just puts me in a much better mindset. Okay, so once I've done that, uh, and again, if you go back and listen to that other episode about my morning routine, I'll tell you that you should do some movement in your body and that I'm rubbish at it. And you'll be pleased to hear I'm still rubbish at it. So I'm still working on it. Uh, it will come one day, but uh, it's not there yet. So you might want to move your body as well. And then obviously you can have your breakfast and coffee and whatever. So I normally do this or like to do this before I have to do the school run. So I like to get up and do this before my daughter's even awake. Now, am I always good at it? No, absolutely not. Does it take some work? Yes, it does. Sometimes I get up, I get her ready for school. I take her to school or I take her to the bus and then I come back and do this routine. But ideally in an ideal world, for me, it would work better if I got up and did this before I took her to the school bus because I could then just come back and get straight into my day. So once I've done that routine, so that's my morning routine, I then have a morning ritual and this is like a work ritual. So what happens is when I first sit down at my desk, I do certain things before I start my work day. So the first thing I do is I plan my day and I want you to give this a go and you're probably going to sit there and go, no way, I'm not doing that. That's way too much detail for me. But I promise you when I do it and I do it perfectly, oh my gosh, my day is so much better. So I plan every 30 minutes of my day and I will plan it and look at what I've got to achieve. So the first thing I do is obviously go to my diary and plan in any calls. And inevitably, I'm trying to be really realistic and think, okay, well, if I've had a call, by the time I come off and remake myself a drink and kind of refocus myself, that's probably another 15, 20 minutes. So actually... I need to block that time out or otherwise I'm going to be thinking, right, I can achieve this thing and I can't achieve it. So be really realistic with your time. Again, in the mornings and lunchtime and a bit in the afternoon, I actually plan in 30 minutes, what I like to call peeing around time. Because you know we do that, don't you? You know we check social media and then we get distracted looking at something and something else. So plan it in. Go, okay, I'm going to have 30 minutes after lunch where I check my emails again, I check my social media and I mess around. But after those 30 minutes, I'm back on it. So don't try and be like a robot and think, I'm just not going to look at social media. Or I'm just not going to get distracted by these things. We will, but just plan it in and do it and then go, now I can get on with work. So like I said, I look at my day every 30 minutes, what am I doing? Put in all my meetings so I can be realistic about how much actual time I've got left. Be realistic by what time you need to finish by, especially if you've got to go and pick up children or, you know, whatever reason. If you want to be finished by five or six, if you're happy, sometimes my days go into the evening and that's absolutely fine. So be realistic, put those times and then see where the gaps are. Then I go back to my big three and this week it's fine because they're not really projecty stuff although obviously I've got that presentation and then I would look at the gaps and go actually how much time so I've got an hour there could I give an hour to that presentation and I would write it in so I that's one of the first things I do I plan my day that's part of my ritual so I go through my day write down all the stuff I need to do 
The next thing I do is I go into my inbox and I try and clear my inbox out. And I have this kind of, this was actually from Katie, my assistant, who who tried to tell me to do this years ago. For whatever reason, it only clicked like about six months ago. But basically what I do now with my emails is I look through them and unless I can respond and get rid of that email immediately, it then goes on my to-do list. So it will stay in my inbox and I will just ignore it for the time being, but I will put it on my to-do list and then I will decide when I can make time for that. And it might be that it just needs like 10 minutes and therefore I can sort of, you know, put an hour in later in the day to go back through and clear out those properly. But again, this came from a guy I used to work with years ago. It was a you know much older guy than me. And he had worked in business a long, long time. And he said he used to have this one touch process because in those days when he was working, it was all paper on his desk. So basically it was a one touch thing. So if you picked that piece of paper up, you didn't you didn't put it down until you dealt with it. So that's what I aim to do. If it's a quick thing, I deal with it. I file it away. It's gone. If it's not, it goes on my to-do list for another action. So that's my inbox. I then go through my social inbox and I do all the responding that I need to do. I like all the posts that people have talked about or whatever. And I do all the interaction. I check on my DMs and my morning ritual can be an hour in my diary. This isn't like a 10 minute thing because obviously overnight I get a lot of emails in, I get lots of DMs, I get lots of conversations. So I want to make sure that I personally reply to all of them. And actually, can I just say one thing? Like, it's been coming up in my head and conversations quite a lot recently that when we talk about outsourcing, and I might have mentioned this on last week's episode, not last week's, the week before, about outsourcing, that 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 exercise of me going through my DMs and replying, replying to people who email me back from my Wednesday email, I will never outsource that. That will never be something I outsource. Like, no matter how big I get, that is something that I think is very important. If you are coming to my Instagram and you're replying to something or you're talking to me, then it's really important that it's me who replies. If you've got one of my team going, oh yeah, great, thanks for like talking about my garden, that's horrible. That just feels like not very nice. So even though I'm a big fan of outsourcing and I'm a big fan of when I manage my day, part of that is what are the team doing and can they do things to get them off my plate? That isn't one of them. That would not be one of the things that I outsource. I would always keep that interaction because, like I said, you know, that's that's a huge part of me and my success is the fact that I get to talk to you guys. So there's never a chance that I'm going to get rid of that. Okay, so once I've gone through my emails and my DMs and all that sort of thing, I then, two seconds, I need to go back and check what I've got on my list. It is funny, I've been so out of it that this is really useful for me to go back through and see like how how I should have been doing things or how I planned to do things. Okay, I've got it. Oh yes, that's pretty much it. So I plan my day, I clean out my inbox and I do my social media. And then because I've planned my day, so maybe I'll say right between nine and 10, I do all that and at 10 o'clock, I'm free for two hours before a call. What am I going to do in those two hours? And because I've planned it, I already know what I'm going to do. So come 10 o'clock, I know, okay, I'm now doing this for two hours. Oh, a couple of things I do is I turn my phone over and I put it on silent. So I do have um, notifications to my computer, like I have WhatsApp on there. And obviously I have my iMessage and stuff. 
but I do tend to keep them closed and I try not to pay too much attention to them. The same with my emails because I'll put a half an hour in at lunchtime to go through emails and DMs again and then normally again in the evening or early evening to do that as well. So I try not to pay attention to phones or notifications. I also don't answer my phone if it rings unless it's someone I know. If I've blocked out that time, I try and be really strict myself. The other tip I've got is batching. It's doing things together. So for instance, like let's say I wanted to do my Instagram planning. Now I'm rubbish at this, just so you know. But let's say I did. I could either book out 15, 20 minutes every day to do a post every day, or I could block out an hour and do all seven days worth of posts because it's so much easier when you're in it that you're getting more done quicker when you batch it together. So doing it on its own might take 15, 20 minutes for the first one, but then actually while you're doing that, you'll think of other things, which means it might take 10 minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Do you know what I mean? So I try and batch things together. So if I've got a podcast episode or I've got an interview like I have in about six minutes time, it's like the race now, will I finish it or do I pause it? So because I've got that, I'm going to be in talking to my computer mode. So let's do another episode of the podcast. If I'm going to put together a presentation, can I do several presentations together? Or is it a few different things that I can do that are very similar? So when I plan my day, I try and think about what is it I am actually doing? And can I put similar types of jobs together? Because your headspace works better when you're batching that sort of thing. It's not just about batching content. Okay, so then I start my day and I try really hard to stick to my plan. It doesn't always go to plan. It might go wrong. It might not work. You might have something come in. And it's not that that's it. You can't be flexible. It's just the fact of at least if you've got a plan and you've tried, then you've got a much stronger chance of sticking to it than if you didn't even think about it at the beginning of the day. So then when we get to the end of the day, I do the kind of shutdown ritual, which again includes going through my inbox, clearing out anything I can. So this might be the last hour of the day. I go back through my social media DMs, checking everything. And then I look at the tasks that I should have done today and think, did I do them right? Or have I finished them all? Or do I need to do something tomorrow? So sometimes I put tomorrow's to-do list or I start tomorrow's to-do list based on what I haven't achieved today, if that's the case. So and then technically I should shut down and finish work. Now, does it happen? No, not always. I tend to do my own thing because I like doing my stuff. So it doesn't really bother me particularly. But that's the kind of stuff that I do to try and be really in a good routine. So I wanted to talk about that today just because, like I said, I know in the States the children have gone back already. So you might just be getting into that new routine for, you know, the UK. We are going to be in it this week, I think, coming that you're listening to this. So it's a really good time. And I think the thing I want to mention and and the reason I'm doing the 90 day program starting in September is it does feel like so much of this year has just been written off because of everything that's happened. And it would be a huge mistake to you and your business to write off these next few months. We've got a real chance now to get back on it, get focused again, get this work done and and smash this end of the year. So whether that's with me in the 90 day program or whether that's just, you know, you working on your own and getting these things done, then either way, it's really important that we do that. And if this routine or any routine helps, then great. Okay, 
look at that. I've got three minutes to spare for my next interview. <laughs> and I didn't have to stop. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you've got any routine things, then let me know. I want to know what you do. I want to know uh, whether, oh, one thing I didn't say actually is when I get ready in the morning, I listen to podcasts or books or that sort of thing. It just suddenly jumped to my head. Sorry. Um, so yeah, if you've got a routine thing that really helps you and get you productive and get you working, then let me know. I'd love to know. Okay, I will see you back here next week for an interview. I've already got a few recorded, so they're going to be good ones. Do go check out the 90-day program. It is going to be amazing. And I can't wait to see what people actually achieve in their 90 days because I have had some amazing stuff so far. So do go check that out, TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash 90-day. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 